This is Only We Matter Podcast with Jacqueline and Brandon, bringing generations together. Welcome back to Only We Matter Podcast, and it is the Christmas season, and we are excited to talk about Christmas and contentment. The next two weeks, so it's a two-part talk that with Jacqueline and I, and we have a few fun things coming up. I asked Jacqueline what how she defines contentment, and and then we get into a game. We play a game on Only We Matter podcast. And, <laughs> I just and, don't win on that one. And we have to find out. You have to you have to stay in and see if Jacqueline. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> wins the game or not. So we'll, oh. we'll just stay on, stay in and find out. And then, and then we get to a pretty vulnerable and intimate moments as we're wrapping up this conversation about what contentment is, especially this time of year and what it is for the glory of God as well. So tune in for the next two weeks today and next week for our Christmas conversation on contentment. Hey, Brandon. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. 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 How are you? We're going to talk about Christmas. I'm so excited. It's like you are com- very excited. You literally just like jumped up and down in your seat. I did. It's like it's Christmas. We are like 13. No, we're a little bit more than that. 18. 20, add five more. 18. 18 days. 18 days to Christmas. I don't have little children, but I have grandbabies and they are just babies. So this year is fun because we celebrate life in our home. But next year, let me tell you, it will be absolutely so oh, yeah. terrifyingly when they start fun. Running around. Can hardly wait. I just can hardly, hardly wait. And by then we'll have two babies, two grandbabies, and maybe a third on the way. And I'm not prophesying. I'm just repeating what potentially could happen. It's hope. It's hopeful. It's a hopeful season. Why not have some it hope? It is a hopeful season. That the grandchildren just keep rolling. Yeah, absolutely. That that you is what I want. As many as you can get. As many as you can get. As many as they're willing to give me, I will take. I you have am, two boys. I have two, two boys. And so whatever their whatever their families are willing to give, whatever their marriages yep. are like, okay, just bring on. Let's have eight grandchildren. Done. Let's do it. Let's do it. And what is so fun for me is that their beautiful, adoring wives come from big families and they desire to have big families. Oh, wow. Cool. I don't think and I knew so, that. Yes. And so I am thrilled with that. Um, I'm just very thankful that, you know, that's not my home. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I, I also grew, I grew up with, there was, well, four, four, four of us kids. It was a very loud home at all times. Plus we're like loud people. Mm. Like all of us are very loud. There's not one quiet soul in our family. I was probably the quietest soul Really? Well, my brother was pretty quiet. I don't know. We were loud. I, I, I'm just loud. I am just loud. And I'd like to think I'm not, you know, that I'm quiet. Or I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not. I no, mean, your I husband have... is quiet. Oh, yeah. My husband is so quiet. We went to this one Christmas party. Oh, it was quite a few <laughs> years ago. I, will, I tell you, I will never forget this moment. So we're in this prominent person's home. And of course, there are prominent people in there. And I'm 
visiting with this one gentleman. And Basically he, the president of the United States. Well, let's just say That's that. who we're talking about. Yeah. You were visiting no. the president. Secretary of State was there. Yeah. Secretary of Defense of stepped in when he heard me. Uh, so, you know, I mean, this, like they're influential people. Let's say that. Let's say influential sure. no people. No problem. We can and say that. And the host comes up. So I'm standing there with this other gentleman. The host comes up, he interjects, and he goes, I'm interjecting. She's lovely but loud. And then he just walks away. Yes. I'm like, I, I, I stood there and I was like, I'm just speechless. I don't know what happened, and it's probably That's all awesome. true. Well- <laughs> And that's and so okay. Then you're, we went on. you're allowed to be you. I am. You're allowed to be you. I am. Only we matter. Um, you know, I want to tell you what I did this morning. I got yes. up and I was doing prep work. Well, starting my prep work for our interview, our podcast this morning. Because it's Monday. Do, 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 do. We do podcast Monday. And uh, yeah. Hashtag and, podcast Mondays. Yeah. I am going to actually add that to my podcast, my post. And um, I... I woke up and I opened up the drapes and this bright yellow was coming through my window. And I'm like, whoa, what is going on? And I I grabbed my coffee and I went and I stood at the window and I'm like, that sunrise is absolutely stunning. I mean, I've seen sunrises lots. I mean, it's not like, oh, this is my first one ever, you know, but it was so stunning this morning. And we're talking about contentment. And I was like, okay, I'm actually going to go chase that. I'm going to go chase the sunrise. And so I did. Yeah. I got in my car, grabbed my coffee, grabbed my coffee, got in the car. Let's put that in order. Yep. And I drove out to a field. And I stood in a field. And I actually recorded it. And so, you know, you can see my reel, uh, little plug for my little reel. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was amazed at this sunrise. And it was, mm-hmm. it gave me such hope in a sunrise. And I was like, you know, it's it, the sunrise, they come and go, we take it for granted. And it's about being thankful for the little things and the big things that are in our lives. And we need to be hopeful. And somebody out there might not be filled with hope right now. And uh, I just put it out there, you know, um, anybody that sees it that wants to know about hope that they could private message me. And so I I posted it, and um, I'd like to say it was a one and done. And but you know we all know in production that it's never just a one and done. I mean those are rare. <laughs> take one, take two. Yeah, take fifty eight. And uh, but this one was actually probably like I think it was like my third. And I was like, yeah, this is done. It is so beautiful out here. And so I um, I posted it, and then I kind of just went off getting ready for this morning. And I couldn't believe I, I got a couple of uh, private ones and then a couple of, of public ones. And one of them, you know, um, I don't know where they are in their in their spiritual walk. They have some spiritual um, uh, thread in them. I'm just not sure where they're at. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the one was like, um, this is so hopeful. Your yeah. videos are so inspiring. So, I mean, that's great. I'm not letting it go to my head. I mean, that's that's wonderful that it's reaching somebody and that they're feeling encouraged and uplifted, right? And uh, and then this other one said, um, you know, thank you for posting this morning. Did you notice that when you were talking about hope, there was no traffic? And as soon as you stopped, 
right before you started talking about hope, there was traffic. You started to talk about hope, there was no traffic. And when you were done, then there was traffic again. And I was yeah. like, no, I didn't know that. I didn't notice. So I actually had to go back and listen. And I was like, that is so God. That is so That's God. So cool. That so when cool. I'm talking about hope outside, and I was, I wasn't far from the road actually when I was recording. It was just like one of those, like, farm pullouts, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, and it was like. I, when I was recording, I was like, wow, that's so loud. Like, that's just going to be so distracting. And I didn't even notice when I was talking about hope, it was quiet. Wow. It was so cool. It was just so, you so cool. You were a conduit cool. for hope this morning here. Well, okay, it's, let's do that. And here... It's so yes? interesting because Tell this me. morning in driving my kids to school, I had a, a, an interesting conversation almost around the same thing, except Tell me, I the opposite know. situation. So... We saw, I saw posts from some family. I didn't see yours, but I saw other family about the sunrise as well. But they're in Saskatchewan. And yeah, Saskatchewan. And they're seeing this beautiful sunrise. And we go out and I take my girls and it's like dark outside. There's clouds. And and my daughter's like, where's the sun? <laughs> We're going to school. Where Where's the sun? And then she starts talking about how how sometimes when it's dark, she can... It can be, um, she feels sad when, when, it, when it looks sad oh. outside. Sometimes it looks sad and so she feels sad when it looks sad. Then she looked around and it's like, but, but I don't feel sad because there's, there's lights everywhere. And of course, we live in a city. So, so she saw the lights and said, then it makes me feel happy because I see all these happy, happy lights. And, and then and we had a conversation about how we look, need to look for those happy things, even when it looks sad out, uh, to look for the happy things. And uh, it was this inspiring conversation on the way to school with, with a, my six-year-old six <laughs> six about what it is to look for the hopeful things in in our lives wow and this is our topic today this is our topic today of what it is to find like hope contentment happiness in the midst of a what can be a really dark season even though it's meant to be joyous yeah. it's like this this weird weird thing of like oh man it's it's meant to be this like the most wonderful time of the year and and it and it happens to not be for most people for a lot of people it can be pretty dark but also this year mm. Yeah, this year. <laughs> also you know, this year. This year is crazy, right? So let me, uh, let me, I, I thought in preparation, I would look up what the word contentment means in a couple of different places just to see, you know, what does the dictionary say? What do people ask say? And I mean, I didn't do a deep dive on anything. I mean, I went to Google. So, you know, take it for whatever it is. <laughs> The easiest research possible. The easiest research possible because I just wanted to I wanted to know what is the easiest explanation for contentment. Yeah. And sure. here is what it said on Google. People also ask, what is the meaning of contentment? Contentment is the state of being happy and satisfied. On Thanksgiving, when you think about all you're grateful for, hopefully you feel a sense of contentment. Contentment isn't an exact, an excited kind of happy. It's more like, and I like this, it's more like a peaceful ease of mind. It's being satisfied with what you have, whatever that is. And I thought that mm. was fantastic. I loved it. Um, and then, you know, I just did some more research on, you know, the secret of contentment, learning contentment, um, you know, uh, that verse, um, you know, uh, 
contentment with godliness is great gain. So I kind of looked into that a little bit to find out what that was all about. Um, you know, what does, uh, what does some high profile people that may or may not be Christians, they don't come out and say, uh, what do they say? And um, I thought this was interesting. Happiness is not derived from the outside. It is only derived from within. Happiness is a state of mind and you can continually choose to be happy. And so he's talking about happiness, but I, I, and I like the statement. I like the statement. It's all about a choice, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I think happiness and contentment are really they can go parallel, but I think they are two different things. And yeah. so um, I'm excited to talk about this with you coming into Christmas. Yeah, and when I when I research to give us some talking points here today, um, it is hard to f- separate like studies that talk about happiness ver- like versus contentment. They always mix them together. So we'll have to we'll distinguish that in our conversation. I think here mm-hmm. today, but. My question, I think, for you as we get going is, oh, okay, no. we said contentment is being satisfied with, with our surroundings, choosing Can that. I just interject? I'm totally okay, throwing you ahead. off your game. I know. You're like, oh, That's stop fine. it. But I'm like, our listeners need to know that when you say, here's my question for you, <laughs> I don't get these questions pre-interview. No. And so no, no, there's no, is, there's no cheat sheet. No, there is no cheat sheet. So I just need our <laughs> listeners to know that, that this is like, yeah, totally on the fly. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. So I derailed you, you told me Go the ahead. definition of contentment about being satisfied that came out for, for, uh, uh, me. And, uh, and so my question though, is how does each generation define contentment? How does each generation define contentment? That was, I was on a mission to discover that this week. And so I want to hear from you first, your Gen X generation and your context and your growing up, whatever, what, what for you right now, if I give a snapshot of your life, how would you define contentment with what you, what you have? Like what, what gets you there? Yeah, Brandon, that's a really good question. And, you know, um, I'll dive a bit deeper as we continue to go. But, you know, yesterday I was sitting with my husband and for the first time in about two months or so, we actually had a down Sunday. Like, I don't Mm. mean down emotionally. I mean, it was we actually sat unplugged unplugged, and we sat and we were quiet together and you know and we did some binge watching and you know just because we could actually just sit together and hold each other and snuggle and it was you know it was just great we were just this couple without any exterior things coming in and you know I I leaned over to uh Bill and I said you know this is this is my favorite part of the week and he goes what Sunday and I'm like well yes Sunday uh but just this Mm -hmm. just being together doing nothing and for a moment in time everything seems right in our world and i don't know if that's the answer to contentment but uh to your answer but for me that was a moment where i was completely content i was i was content with everything yeah Everything. That's so good. 
a moment to pause can help us achieve that contentment. Yeah. Reg, you know, I think that's why it's important to have those regular moments of that. I mean, in the Christian world, we call it Sabbath, mm. where it gives us these moments of, of, of reflection and connection to ourselves and God. And, and it gives us those moments that I think mm. allow us to be content. I don't think we're content when we just are go, go, go all the time because we don't have, we don't have a moment to reflect on contentment in that moment and, and what it is to be happy. Yeah. You know, we're just doing, we just go. And if, mm. man, if we have a listener today that can feel and go at the same time, I'd like to hear from you and you to message us and say, oh, I, I do that all the time. But no, it's like, like I have, I've had to like, I mean, I'm a very reflective person. Like I reflect probably more than most people on my personality, on who I am, my feelings. Yeah, it's, me too. It's, it's, it's extreme. But, yeah. uh, but I've had to like put in purposeful moments in my day to do that. Or it's when I'm quiet or it's in my drive drive to the office, which doesn't happen all the time these days. But like mm. th- those are the moments for me where, where I can pause in quietness, but I could easily fill those moments too. Mm. And then I, I not recognize that's when I know that's when I start getting agitated is when I don't take those moments to recognize whether it be the goodness of God in my life or, or what God's like the, the thankfulness stuff and, uh, and pausing and breathing, mm. just breathe. Like sometimes we just need to breathe. Yeah. And that will bring contentment to our lives. Yeah. You know, my post yesterday um, was, uh, it was the Sunday afternoon, and this was uh, before Bill and I had actually sat down together. Um, uh, I'm just going to read my post. Uh, so it's a it's a picture of, um, of an eggnog chai latte with my Bible open, and there's a notebook beside it, and it says, Faith. Uh, God is listening. And so it says, uh, quote, Sunday afternoon, time for quiet reflection, Bible reading, and a handcrafted eggnog chai latte by the Christmas tree. Christmas isn't as busy this year as many past. I'm thankful for the slower pace to enjoy the season, to enjoy quiet, to be still. Don't get me wrong, work won't stop until a few days before Christmas, but the challenge accepted is to find those moments to be still amongst all the busy stuff. I encourage you to accept the challenge as well and let me know how you do, unquote. And I, I uh, it, just like you said, it, it, those moments of being still mm-hmm. and of being quiet and of being reflective, maybe not to the extreme like you and I are, because we are actually both quite reflective on us yeah. and our surroundings and what's going on and stuff. Um, but... Uh, I, I think those are just really, really important things that we need to do to help bring balance into our life and to make sure that we've put the priorities in the right order. It's like yeah. a personal accounting system. Like yep. if we haven't had quiet time now, we call it a devotional time, a quiet time yep. with God in the morning or afternoon, evening, whenever it works for you. Um, I like to try to, to place it, at the beginning of the day to start my day to make sure my day starts actually the the way I wanted to <laughs> grounded mm-hmm. um but you know i i just think that we we need to be reminded of those things and we need to um uh i think be held accountable for those things as well yeah that's really good so um, what i did was tell me i want to know I, what you did what i did was then in researching i found this phenomenal article that I don't know if they did research. I'm not sure what they did, but I thought found it very intriguing and I, I, 
they broke down each generation with their titles and said, here's what brings them contentment. Now, the point of this article is actually then to, to know how to invest your money to make you happy, okay? That's okay. not where I'm going. It's an investment website. <clears throat> I'm just uh, uh, using their stuff. So this Ivy investment site, I'm just using their stuff to, to launch us in this conversation because no one else has done this type of research that I can find. <clears throat> besides, Ooh, send me that I, article. Besides, um, like doing specific research on like one generation, there's a few really good generational research uh, work going on, but not comparative like this. That was uh, for me, I think, super helpful in in breaking this down. So I found this intriguing. So I'm gonna we're gonna make it a guessing game. So welcome to Only We Matter podcast game time with. Brandon. So Jacqueline is our contestant here today, and she's going to try to guess uh, what makes different generations happy. So she already explained wonderfully for herself, and you can go back if you want to hear that again and and and, and feel awesome. Uh, but we're going to go from everything everything from traditionalists, those born before 1946, all the way through to oh Gen Z, who are are basically in university and maybe at the end of high school here today. So uh, so I'm not sending you the article right now because I need you to guess i'll send it to you later um all right Ooh, i always like let's going start. to these preparing not to do well Woo, i know <laughs> let's do let's go let's start with traditionalists okay <clears throat> okay so those are those would have been your parents okay jacqueline those born before 1946 okay yep before my all right parents. i mean my parents. No, yeah, those yeah, are my parents. parents yeah those are your parents your parents not mine yeah all right, those born, what would make those traditionalists happy? Go. Mortgage paid off. Okay, okay. That does feed into what it is, actually. The number one thing that they found for traditionalists to make them happy, to bring contentment, would be loyalty. Loyalty. So I see that with what you said about the mortgage thing, because it's like, um, you know, loyal to pay off my payments whereas maybe other generations aren't quite as loyal to pay off their payments or could care less about right. paying or it off they, yes it's right? not it's a priority more about, i'm Live loyal in the to moment. my home but not the mortgage part right yeah. right so loyalty what what is your response to that loyalty yeah you know i think uh yeah i would say that because um people stayed in their jobs until they retired yeah. They were One loyal. One job. They were loyal to that company because the company would treat them well or semi-well, whatever. But they were Or they loyal. grew up in the family because they were farmers. Yeah. And so they were loyal to their family. That's right. And, uh, so we're thinking too, like think Great Depression, think think World Wars, like like the world is in loyal pretty rough Loyal to their shape. country. And so they became loyal to their country, loyal to their family. And, yeah. you know- Really wanted to feed into that, so that that makes sense. Friends, for us. friends are loyal. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. They want long-lasting, loyal relationships that that yes. stand the test of time. I can so give can you go, an example. Okay, go ahead. I want to hear it. <laughs> oh, people can't see what we can see, but I just saw your face. Um, so, uh, my mom was uh, was working full time and she was on a on a church um cooking baking group whatever when something had to be done she was always called and um the lady that she the group she was in the lady would call my mom and she'd say 
I'm so sorry I have to call you. You know that I only call you when I'm at like the end and I just need somebody to come and mm -hmm. help. I'm, I'm at that point. And my mom would say, for you, I will do it. For you, I will stay up late tonight and I will bake that whatever and you will have it tomorrow. Wow. And that was loyalty to my to me and my mom she would tell me that story often until i mean until she couldn't remember that story anymore actually she would tell yeah. me about that friend and she would do yeah. anything for that friend yeah and like even like with my grandparents like i spent a significant amount of time when i was younger with my my mom's parents and even my dad's my dad's mom um and it was like families were loyal to families as well and yeah same the other other side like if there was a feud there was a feud like I don't, right. I don't understand this, but there has been a feud between two of the families. Um, it's more like a tension. I always felt this tension between the, the cranes and the armors, and we like lived side by side, like we were right there. And I had no idea. I had no idea why. Hmm. And, and apparently, it had been going on for generations. Had like there was some, there was some bad trading or something that happened because they were meat family and we were a logging family. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand until recently. So I went to school with one of the, one of the armors and he actually became one of the really good friends of my brothers who's five years older than me and they hang out all the time and it broke down the barrier for my fam, my immediate family. So now, now my dad is a part of their lives as well. I was like, why did we never buy meat from these guys who were literally one minute from us? And we always had to go to a grocery store. I was like, why not buy meat from these guys? Yeah. I mean, as well. But so it's like that, that's huge. Uh, that was, uh, you know, that was these traditionalists are super loyal, but super loyal to feuds, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I'm ready. Next question. Okay. I kind of got one. Baby boomers. Oh, no. So we're thinking they, they, they categorize it as 46 to 64. What makes boomers happy? Oh, toys. Money. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, I also gotta, think oh, oh, a little okay. bit mm -hmm. of loyalty in there. Okay. I think it, it, uh, I it think. Probably passed, passed down a little bit. Yeah. I was just going to say like, it just, it's an overflow from the parents to, because I have said to my, to my children, you can always, if I'm not around or we're not around, you can always call this one family because they will be there for you because mm. they are just an extension of us. Loyalty. They're loyal to us. They're loyal to you. They will have your best interests at heart. Okay. Okay. Here's what they, here's what they said. In, you ready? Good thing we have no money writing on this. <laughs> they said impact. Making an impact. Oh, what well, now isn't that the craziest thing? Of course. Yeah. I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy. Absolutely. Think of like, I think of like um, all, the all the revolutions that happened all the time, yes. right? Like you're made with a purpose. Like that, that came from, that came from your generation not your generation, the generation like right before you that, that told the next generation, two generations coming that, you know, they, that they're, they can do anything that they can be, that they're special. And they, it's all about making an impact. You think yeah. of all the advancements in technology and everything that happened during when these guys were, were adults. Um, they were about making an impact and activism. Okay. So when you said 46 to 64, I was thinking ages, not the no, years. No, no, no. Born, born. Yeah. So that was, no. you know, 
So let's use my answers for that last one for this next one coming up. <laughs> because it's your generation. Yeah. Oh, However, man. I still want to leave a legacy. And I still think that those yeah. people in that eight, what's the next years? 65 to born between yeah born between 65 to 79 yeah 65 to 79 we're still all wanting to leave a legacy i still i still think that we want to have an impact so that's so there's i still think that there's loyalty that's passed on from two generations so my grandparents loyalty to my parents who wanted to leave an impact a legacy Mm -hmm overflowing into us so we've got those components to a pie that makes us up and then for us we want to live out we we still want to pass those on to the next generation but we want to live for the moment because we know that the moments are fleeting so i found this interesting that so what they they write about here is uh baby boomers are are really big with um volunteerism and donating to charities that 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 is a one way that they see a huge impact can i i want to invest in a in an organization that's going to make an impact so so like donations and stuff were a a, a huge value that made people really content in the baby wow. boomer era okay and it still is it still is they're the, they're still like they're fading a little bit now but like the the they were the biggest donating thing to the church hello i'm a pastor and so and also uh, whether, whatever organization, they were the ones that like you would pull on the heartstrings for so that they would donate to your, your organization because they would make an impact. Now that it's shifting that the, don't the, the charitable world and how you market, how to get people in on, on donating to your organization has changed drastically. Uh, now it's changing, but that's what it was for the baby boomers. When you were, when, when we were targeting the baby boomers by we, I mean the charitable world, um, you know, I think of those commercials that would come up on, on a Saturday morning after my cartoons were done. And it was, you know, the, the heartstring one where you saw the kid who is starving. And I mean, of course that pull on your heartstring for anybody, but that's the, the boomers were the ones who are like, I can make an impact here. You right. know, if I just give yes. $31 a month, if I give one coffee a day, you yeah. know, um, then that, that really fed into the happiness actually of, of baby boomers. It does for all of us, but it's like, I think yeah. it's the doctrine, but like the number one thing is making an impact. So then my generation is? Gen X. And? Gen X. So what year in Gen X were you born? 67-ish. You were born Ish. in, wow. So you're like, you're like the beginning of Gen X. So there's probably lots of, crossover. lots of uh, crossover here. Okay. What, what would you guess? Give me one word or two words or phrase. Hey, we're trying to build each other up, not ignore each other here on Only We Matter podcast with Brandon and Jacqueline. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button and keep the conversation going.